This is CliffCentral.com. Hi there, it's Michael Kahn here, and I'm in studio at the CX Innovation and Tech Fest with Brett Lindsay. We are talking about innovation around customer experience and the disruption thereof. How are you, Brett? I'm well, Mike. How are you doing? That was a very formal start to a, to a Futurology it, podcast. It, it was. It was. Um, and when you say studio, it's very loosely interpreted as a big auditorium at the Maslow. Fantastic, though, isn't it? <laughs> it They've is given good. us a whole auditorium. I, f- I feel quite special. Um, but, Brett, it's been a yes. fantastic two days here. It has. It really um, has. And, you know, this is an introduction to it, to, to all of our guest speakers who who have joined us in the in our makeshift studio, our outside broadcast. Yep. Um, and, and how have you found it, Brett? It's really insightful. I, I like the fact that there's a lot of local speakers yes. uh, all sharing case studies and use cases from local businesses doing things to impact the customer service area within our country. 100%. And it's great to see that. I mean, we've always known South Africa is a great hotpot for, for innovation. And... It's great to have innovation, but it's another thing to execute it and put it into the workplace. And Absolutely. There's great things happening in South Africa. So that's encouraging. And, and inspiring. But, but yes. it's also been quite interesting listening to, to a lot of the comments in the audience. It's really interesting to see a lot of uh, the challenges people are face around innovation and this world of disruption with technology, Yeah, yeah. Um, which, which is really what we're doing here. It's really about the inspiring part of 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 what we offer as 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 a podcast as as an organization for sure getting into organizations and inspiring people to to shift their thinking around that yeah so rather than being afraid of the future start absolutely. embracing the possibilities around that change absolutely and it's really cool uh, the the great thing about customer experience as a as a focus is that it's it's about the people again 100% so absolutely it's not technology led it's not all these things that are sometimes too big to understand or comprehend it comes down to the person it comes down to a real Real need with real people. Absolutely. And we can inspire that change to say, don't fear, embrace that change, let's uh, go. Absolutely, which is critical. But Brett, do you want to just give us a very brief introduction to what this is all about? Cool. So in short, it's the CX Innovation and Tech Fest where they celebrate people, technology, ideas, and innovations that are literally transforming the way businesses make and keep customers. That's the important thing. So it's one thing to get them, but how do you retain them? Absolutely. And that's, it's, it's around service and what is the, the big talk around CX and what are we doing innovatively? What are we doing things? But it comes down to the fact that we know the world is changing. Absolutely. Customers are more demanding. Customer loyalty is decreasing. New technologies are constantly emerging. And it's, it's how do you get your market share? As a business that has a huge consumer base, how do you get that market share? How do you attract them? How do you keep them? How do you seduce them to stay with you or even come across from the dark side? And you've got to make sure that it's the USP that you start to have is around customer experience and the customer service. It's not so much low-cost pricing anymore. It's not high-quality product. It's how, what is your brand? What is the combination of all of that? Absolutely. And there's great discussion happening here at, at this. And it's, it's, it's round about how technology has become an essential tool to enable a shift in thinking uh, with business to move more into a CX way of life. And, uh, yeah, it's really great to see it happening here in, in Johannesburg. Fantastic. Well, enjoy this podcast. What we have done is we've changed the format here. So please download this podcast. And the rest of the CX podcasts are available on our Futurology homepage on Cliff Central. Yeah, and if you want to follow us on Twitter, we have a Twitter handle at Futurology Show. And you can tweet us as much as you like. And we'll be tweeting out some of the shows as well. So follow Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Fantastic. Enjoy. 
Our next guest at the CX Innovation and Tech Fest here in Johannesburg is Mr. Michael Emanuel, the digital strategist from Famous Brands. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming through. And uh, you're doing a talk here at the uh, conference uh, called Using Data to Create a Menu of Options for Personalizing Orders. I am indeed. Great title for someone from Famous Brands. Uh, you guys have a, have a few menus, I'm sure. I was Quite gonna, a few. I was going to say, that's really punny. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's, it's amazing. That's what I was aiming for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I, was, I, I was punning the funny part of it, but anyway. You know, that's, <laughs> no, yeah. Got it. Got it. You, you got it. Yeah, I picked yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We well, saw what you did. Yeah, okay. All right. Just checking that you guys are awake. Hashtag Fantastic. what Mike said. Absolutely. You know what? Is, Michael, it's so nice to have another Michael on the show because we're short of Brett today, and yes. I, I'm normally ganged up by the Brett. So, so is this what you feel another, like? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's still four Two Bretts and a mic, and now it's two mics and a Brett. Exactly. Exactly. But we're not talking about Bretts and mics. We're talking about data and how to personalize. So give us an overview of what you're talking about today. So the talk today is really about the journey of collecting data, of understanding what data is, of trying to get into the space where a brand like any one of the brands that famous brands that take a Steers or even a uh, Vovatello, for example, a Turn and Tender. Yes. These are brands that are not traditionally um, playing in the digital space. They're not traditionally playing in the data space. So it's really about trying to understand where that data lies, how to Mm. find that data, how to refine it, how to use it, how to make it really sing, how to make it it work in a way that you can personalize individuals. Because I think we're working towards a a world where broad-based mass communication, trying to talk to everybody at the same time and hoping something sticks... I think those days are not not gone, no. but I think they're dying slowly, slowly. The days of, you know, you're in LSM such and such, and you're this age, and you earn this amount, and therefore you are our yeah. customer. And now what we're trying to do is we're trying to work towards understanding who Michael or, or Brett is mm. and trying to understand what's going to motivate you guys to come in and make that extra purchase. Yeah, good, oh. luck, good luck on that because I still don't understand Brett. <laughs> I mean, geez, you know, we've been doing this for a while. Yeah, shame. You and my wife should team up for a little bit and try and figure that out together. Shame, your poor wife. But anyway, yeah, no, don't, don't worry about your wife. But so. at Famous Brands, I mean, it's, it is brands with an S and you have a number of different brands, uh, somewhat competing from time to time. So Entirely competing yeah. with one another, yeah. And as a digital strategist, you it's you have this unique sort of landscape in front of you of various different styles and genres of food, if I can use that that term. Absolutely. And uh, all the customers, which are your franchises, but all the consumers actually eating the food. Hundred percent. How do you get the experience right down that chain and through that that wide landscape? Well, and, and how do you separate that? Yeah. So. It's quite difficult, actually. I mean, the, yeah. there are 28 odd brands within the famous yeah. brand stables wow. and a uh, stable. And, uh, they range from, you know, one restaurant in the case of 14 on Chartwell to over 600 restaurants in the case of Debonair's Pizza. Okay. So you've got quite a variety of food types. You've got quite a variety of sizes. You've got quite a variety of markets as well. Some are yes. upper end, some are sort of more mass based consumer end. And trying to get that experience right, really requires a bespoke approach to each of the brands. Each of those brands has their own personality. Each of those brands has their own levers that need to be pulled in different ways. But as a digital strategist trying to come in and understand what's going to work for a consumer, it's really about taking everything from the data point and understanding who the individuals are, what's going to make sense for those individuals. And it's about bringing it all the way through from from data to marketing, 
all sorts of digital types of marketing, but it's also about how we create convenient access to brands. Yes. So online ordering, app-based ordering, as we have in the case of our, our um, QSR brands, Steers, Debonairs, and Fisheries. Yeah. It's about creating um, in-store experiences that enhance the consumer's life. So having free Wi-Fi in the stores. 100%. Yeah. Having mobile payments available. Yes. Maybe even going down to the point which we are looking at is pay from table, order from table, those kind of yeah, experiences. Uh, absolutely. And then bringing it all down and tying it all back together with some kind of reward and loyalty system as so, well. Phenomenal. Mm. But now, now Michael, here, here's the real challenge though, because yeah. you, you're a portfolio of brands. That's right. But I'm a single individual. I, I, I have a family. I have a wife with two kids. You know, what typically happens on a Friday night is the kids want their pizza. You know, we want our sushi or our fish or, or whatever it is. How, how do you manage that? Because if we're talking about the true personalization of that customer experience, you guys are sitting in a very unique um, position where you're not necessarily competing with each other. Because if, if you look at the organization and the final uh, balance sheet at the end of the day, you want to get as much out of the, out of the equation as you sure. can. Are, are you looking at it to that extreme or is it still very much in isolation? So at the moment, the brands really still very much compete with one another. Okay. I think the organization has shifted in terms of everybody learning from one another yeah. a lot more um, than used to happen historically. And I think the digital experience also brings a lot of that. The guys are, are really banding together and learning together. But at the same time, from an individual consumer point of view, if you want to be able to have access to our brands and multiple brands on a Friday night when you want yes. to see your family, we have to be able to provide you mm. that experience. Absolutely. So, you know, there's always that conversation that goes on around how do you create <laughs> that and what do you do with yes. that. And it's never far off the radar. Um, at the same time, thing, people like Uber Eats, Mr. Yes. D, Order In, these kind of guys certainly bring a new dimension to the kind of things that we're doing. A, a complementary dimension? Very much a complementary okay. dimension. Mm. I mean, they are competitive. We do our own delivery in, in, yeah. in, in Debonair's Pizza, for example, Steers and Fisheries. That's right. But it really, really enhances what we're doing, even in those brands. Phenomenal. Mm. But it's added incredible value to your brands like Mug and Bean. Um, to, uh, to turn a tender, for example, yeah, yeah, yeah. the brands that traditionally weren't really delivery brands because yes, you've only absolutely. got so many seats and so much capacity. 100%. But at the same time, as to answer your question, the consumer family wants a variety of different yeah. offers. Those kind of platforms offer you that ability. And it's starting to think along the lines of a basket as opposed to a purchase. Correct. Mm. Exactly. Right. Now, customer experience or consumer experience is something that is not something we pay for. I, I don't expect to pay more to have a better experience. I expect a certain level of experience. Right. I'm after your product, um, which is because my stomach is rumbling and I need to eat my Devonet's pizza. Sure. So how do you guys gauge the level of experience or service that you're offering with each brand versus the needs of the customer? Because, yes, we've spoken about how they're all different and how the strategy will be different, but obviously each demographic within each brand is different as well. The, the needs of the consumer have a, have a higher need. So I expect a certain level of standard when I walk into every mug and bean, whether it's in Cape Town, Joburg, Durban. Um, how are you meeting? How do you, how do you do your workshops? That's what I'm interested in. I was talking to a digital strategist with 28 brands beneath them, all with a very different demographic, all with a very different way of meeting their market. So, what is your internal process, if so, I may? So, with pleasure. One of the things that we have is we have very strong teams that work on each of the brands. Um, when you want to go and put a process in place or you want to be able to offer an experience to the consumer, ultimately, there's quite a process that you've got yeah. to go through. 
So we're, we've got a distributed network within the group. We have the brand teams are very small, they're okay. very nimble. They're uh, they're doing a hell of a lot of different things all at the same time. And so therefore what we've done is we've created regional centers. So okay. there's six mm. regional centers for famous brands, and each of those regional centers manage whatever sits in their footprint. So whether that be a coffee company or a serviette uh, plant or whatever it may be, or a restaurant, that becomes their responsibility. They then work with operational teams on the ground, and okay. those operational teams then have franchise managers. So we work on a ratio of, for example, one to 20. So you'll have a franchise mm. manager, and that's the person who's going on a daily basis into the stores, really getting to know the store level, the manager, the yes. owner, the staff, etc. And they, there's an operational process that we go through with those guys, and they're doing reviews on all sorts of things from you know, health and hygiene matters yeah. to uniforms to is your Wi-Fi working, is your app working, yeah. do you understand the offers we're okay. doing? That? They also do all the training. So, so, now getting to the actual data side of it and linking personal data to, for example, myself, how do you go about collecting that data? Because that's really the gold here, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's not me just giving you 20 bucks for a hamburger in a simple no, analogy. No. So, so the way we've gone about doing it at this point in time is free Wi-Fi. Yes. When you're logging onto the Wi-Fi, one of the things that people are very willing to do in yes. exchange for free Wi-Fi is to give you some basic details. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, you've got to comply with Puppy, and you've got to be very, yes. very careful about how you use people's personal data. For sure. But... Wi-Fi has been a great source of, of uh, collecting data. Yeah. Online ordering platforms have been a great source of collecting data. Absolutely. Obviously, with full opt-ins on the way in. Yes. Um, we also have a call center that manages all customer complaints, okay. mostly. But we do actually get people calling in with compliments as well. I'm sure you do. Yeah. I'm sure. So those are the main ways that we're collecting data at this point in time. Okay. So it's okay. been a bit of a slow process. Mm. There's some things we're going to yeah. be doing in the future to collect data as well, utilizing you know websites, competition. Et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah. So uh, you guys have collaborated collaborated really well with the, with other opportunities, technology based and other businesses, in terms of Zappa for payment in mug and beans. Yeah. And you you get some pretty qualitative research out of that, I'm assuming, because I've I use Zappa. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also linking with Discovery uh, Vitality and the get your coffee for walking distances. And uh, we had Mr. Dr. Craig Nozzle on talking about that incentive program. Yeah, but. How has that worked for you? And then second question is, what is the most interesting thing you've seen through all of this landscape of digital connectedness? Good question. So just to, to talk to the first one, yeah. um, the partnership with Discovery has been phenomenal. Yep. Um, it's a fairly new partnership. We, we only went on, on board with them in April. Yeah. Um, it's beaten all our expectations so Brilliant. far. Obviously, we, we're always looking to improve. We're always looking to do better with everything. We, we're very happy with that relationship. It's added great incremental value to the Mug and Bean brand. Wonderful. We've seen an increase in transaction counts. We've seen an increase in revenue. Mm. Um, and hopefully, ultimately, we've seen an increase in adding value back to consumers. Yeah. We're also deepening the relationship with Discovery. So we're working at the moment with Discovery Insure towards getting into their program. And we're talking to them on other opportunities as well. It, it was very new for famous brands. It was, mm. uh, yeah. it was the first one of these kind of partnerships we'd ever done. There was some nerves. There was some resistance from franchises. I'm sure. This I'm might sure. not work. Oh. Yeah, you know, what are you doing? And yeah. you know, business is tough. And now you're trying to add this in and you want us to give away value. And, and in the whole, the franchisees are exceptionally happy with the program. Brilliant. Phenomenal. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. So that was that one. Zappa, Zappa is an interesting relationship. It's an unofficial relationship. Okay. We, I've talked to them a lot. We, we're very close. Um, 
and we're looking at ways that we can formalize relationships. Time to yeah. get married. Come on, time to get yeah. married. Yeah, there, there are a couple yeah. of hurdles to get through, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, sure. but not insurmountable. Yeah, yeah. Ones. So yeah. Those, those contractual obligations. Right. Are, so, are we managed in community of yeah. data or? <laughs> from, yeah. from, no, listen, they're, they're, yeah. they're a great organization. We also, um, what you guys aren't aware of, there's a Magami loyalty app, which is going to be launched oh, next wow. month. Okay. Yeah, next month. This month. 13th of November. You heard it here first on the Futurology Show. Well done. Indeed. I will be on that. Breaking news. So um, that's a partnership with the Y Group. Oh, brilliant. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah, and we're actually formalizing a a very interesting relationship with them going forward. Yeah. So we're looking at what they bring to the party in terms of third parties and partnerships, and that's definitely where we're going. Fantastic. To answer your last question, what's what's the most most interesting interesting thing thing I've seen? Sure. That's a tough one. Um, I would have to say that the most interesting thing I've seen is something we haven't actually implemented yet. Yeah. But that's the use of augmented reality. Oh, yeah. And, and how you bring augmented reality into an environment like a restaurant. Okay. Without making it gimmicky. Yeah. yeah. You know, because for me, if it's augmented reality on a poster, yeah. woohoo. But when it's got value and it can actually bring something interesting to the party, yeah. and there's some interesting things going on in that. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I'd, I'd love to have more of a chat because yeah. I, I'm a bit of a skeptic. I, I get yeah. the value of augmented reality. I mean, this is your field, Brett, and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's what you Engaging what you, content, yeah. Yeah, it's what you do so well. Yeah. But I, I, I'm a bit of a skeptic on it because I find it quite gimmicky. Yeah. Um, and, and I'd love to have a further chat around what you guys are doing in yeah. a future show. I think that would be very, very interesting. I'd love, sure. yeah, love to fantastic. get into that. There's some so, very interesting opportunity there. Data, yeah. it's not a boring subject. Not at it's all. It's exciting if, if, if you're able to do it properly. What is inspiring you about data in terms of going forward uh, in Famous Brands? So I think, I think for me the most inspiring thing about data at Famous Brands is getting to really understand the customer okay. and, or the consumer. Really understanding who they are. It's actually is. both, though, isn't well, it? Well, it is. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. even, even our franchisees are our consumers, exactly. ultimately. Exactly. Even our own staff are our consumers. Exactly. Yeah. So we're very aware of that. But it's really about understanding who those consumers are to the degree of understanding where they go in the group. Yeah. Are they, so are they buying a Wacky Wednesday on a Wednesday at Steers? And yeah. are they going to Tasha's on Saturday night for a, for a nice meal at Tasha's? Exactly. So, you know, it's understanding the value understanding how to reward those individuals accordingly. Yeah. Um, but it's really, for us, the most interesting thing is trying to understand how to give value back to the consumer yeah. in yes. a way that makes sense to them. Absolutely. Yes. And until the digital um, world sort of emerged at famous brands, really they were working off transactional data. Mm, absolutely. So this really now gives that opportunity to understand exactly who, where, and, and how to talk to consumers yeah. and how to give them value in order to extract value. Ph- phenomenal. It's awesome. Um, one great thing about famous brands having 28 brands again, I'm, I'm blown away by this because you don't often meet a digital strategist with such a broad thing to look after. You have an overarching strategy that allows you to keep consumers within your group. Yeah. So you can move them from breakfast to lunch to a nice dinner exactly. through the week and on holidays. Exactly. And that's quite a fun journey because most people are just trying to see how they one up the competition. It's an, int- it's an it's a incredible journey is yes. what it is. I mean, there yeah. are obviously one or two food types that we're missing in the group at this point in time. At the moment. At the mo- yes. Well, at the moment, never yeah. say never. Yeah. yeah. But um, no, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal experience to be able to, to watch people moving. It's also a phenomenal experience to be able to try and bring in strategies and techniques that actually can drive that behavior accordingly. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you want to be able to keep people in that group as best as you can. Mm, mm. 
And there are strategies that will come out over the, the period that will work closer and, and towards that in a greater way. Nice. Phenomenal. Just, just one last question from my side, really, and you don't have to answer this if you don't yeah. want to. The, the holy grail of all of this is that single view of the customer. Yeah. Great idea, yeah. but extremely difficult to implement. Is, is this part of your strategy? And if so, how are you doing? Or well, have you got a secret source? <laughs> yes. <laughs> come on, I have to ask. You're missing the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. No, the, there, there, there is no real, there's no silver bullet for, for okay. doing this. It's hard yeah, work. It's, it's hard, hard graft. Um, yeah. it, there's very much a central part of our strategy. That's what we're yes. aiming for. Um, we've currently gone through a process of finding a partner. We've searched internationally, yeah. and we're at the point of about to appoint a, okay. a partner. And this is exactly what we're doing. Is we're, okay. trying to, we're trying to be able to bring all those databases together yeah. to get that single view in brand and across the brands 100%. and really be able to understand how Fantastic. to talk to them as well. Beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Mr. Michael Manuel from Famous Brands, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you and, very much. And uh, we for look forward me. to seeing what you do in the future. Wonderful. Thank you very much. I look forward to sharing it with you in the future. Fantastic. Brilliant. Thanks, Thanks Michael. Nice. Keep up. Cheers. Cheers. Well, that was fun, Brett. I enjoyed that chat. It yeah. really, really was. Fantastic. And uh, that was just one interview of so many great speakers here at the CX and Innovation Tech Fest. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, if you liked this uh, interview and you liked hearing all the thoughts and uh, future explorations, then there's more. There is. It's, it's on the Futurology uh, CX page. Yes. So please go and find those on there. Also on iTunes. And, of course, if you want to be inspired within your organization, drop us a line because what you've experienced here, we're quite happy to come and set up a framework within your organizations because the inspirational part of moving beyond the disruption and, mm. and, and the challenge of technology is important to you. So thank you, Brett. I've yeah, enjoyed it. Thank our you, time. Michael. This is CliffCentral.com.